And welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Conversations. Today, my guest is Ryan Zimmerman of the band Greeley Estates. This one's a special one for me because Greeley Estates is one of those bands that shaped my musical taste. So I'm very happy to have Ryan on the show to be able to talk about everything Greeley Estates. Their brand new EP, Calling All the Hopeless, came out very recently. If you haven't heard it, you're missing out, so make sure you go pick it up. And I'll give you a taste of the album right now with the title track, Calling All the Hopeless. Enjoy.
and welcome back everyone. I'm a little bit in shock because right now I've got Ryan Zimmerman of Greeley Estates on the phone. Ryan, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I know we just talked, you know, briefly off air for a second there. So you are driving now, correct? I'm driving. Yep. I'll probably be driving most of the time. I'm actually, I'm heading home from work. I got, I'm like, uh, it's not very rock star anymore. You know, <laughs> I'm, I have like, the, I've got like the nine to five now. Uh, so I'm heading back. I'm, I work in Wickenburg, Arizona. It's like kind of like a middle of nowhere, uh, you know, cowboy town. Uh, and I, so I get about an hour drive home. Uh, I work at a treatment center out there. I'm a, a therapist, uh, working with young adults now. So very different from what I used to do, but it's, it's pretty awesome. I'm really enjoying it. That's great. And yeah, I did hear the background of that. You went ahead and you got your master's degree, right? I did. Yeah. I've been working on that. I, I had my bachelor's like early on in, in our touring and uh, I always plan on getting my master's, you know, someday. And I've been working on that the last few years, kind of while we've been on hiatus and uh, just, I guess, growing up a little bit. I, I have two <laughs> young daughters now and Congrats. lots changed, man, since our last record came out. Um, but it, it's fun. It's a new challenge. I, I'm really enjoying it. So do you consider yourself now actually a little bit separate from the band? Is it more, you know, you have your quote unquote normal life now and then you have Greeley Estates. Is it like that? I, I do think it's like that. It, it's been, it was a lot of fun putting together this record. It was a, a different process than we've ever done in the past. Mm -hmm. um, and I think just, it's a different, I'm just in a different stage of life. You know, I think, um, my, my wife got pregnant, I think, right around the time that we were working on Narrow Road. And everything changes when that happens, you know. It's uh. just like life goes upside down. And I think um, – and then having my daughter, you know, the year after, it's just um, – my perspective on everything's changed, even regarding, you know, touring and everything like that. Um, not to say that we'll never tour again, but mm -hmm. I don't see us doing 10 months out of the year again in the right. future. Um Everyone's got their own, you know, Dave and Kyle have a new project now called Dead. Yep. I guess I don't even want to call it a project. That's like their career now. I mean, that, that band is, is blowing up right now. And Good point. Um, they're going to be busy with that. And um, Chris has a family now. Our drummer, Brandon, our old guitarist, um, has a family now. So we're all kind of, we spent over a decade doing it full time and kind of missing out on, on, you know, on time with family and friends. And now we're just kind of catching up, you know. Right. And that totally makes sense. I mean, yeah, you said two daughters, right? Two daughters, yep. And I actually have another daughter on the way. Oh, wow. So, uh, Congrats. <laughs> make, it, make it up for a lost time, I guess, there. Absolutely. <laughs> wow. You're killing it so, over there. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a good time. I, I I wouldn't trade it for anything, man. And and even, I always I always kind of wanted to go into counseling. Mm -hmm. um, even before, you know, when I, when I, when Greeley started, I was in, um, working on my um, undergrad, on my undergrad, and I, uh, I was kind of pursuing counseling at the time and Greeley just happened out of nowhere. Um, we honestly, it was kind of a joke when we started it <laughs> and we never really thought it would get to that place, you know? And I was like, Oh, why not? Let's, let's do this. So, you know, took off for a decade and got, got to see the world and it's crazy adventure, man. And I, I wouldn't trade it for anything, but now it's kind of cool to, to have my new, my new challenge in, you know, in working with, you know, in therapy and, um, and still have that outlet of music i mean we're really we're really stoked on like even the support that we've had on this record uh like i said i, I think we probably put out like five tweets and a couple of facebook messages in the last four years really honestly right. <laughs> um, we've been mia but um it's really cool to see the response and the support that it's still there um 
which which is awesome. So I think it, it's kind of nice in that in that way too that we can still have it. It's like a cool outlet for us to come together as friends, put together music, and not really have that pressure, you know, from the label side or from even the touring side, and and to still know that our fans are there supporting it. It's it, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, that all sounds great. And yeah, when there was that little hiatus in between, it really did feel like you guys were done. Did it actually feel that way for you too? You know, it's funny because even before Go West, Young Man, it's always kind of been, we've never really had this sense of like, is there, we we never know if there's going to be another record. Ah. It's not like the the band is falling apart or anything. (laughs) I think we've kind of always just gone, gone into each record and been like, cool, if that was our final record, that's rad. It was an awesome experience. So hopefully we get to do it again, but you never know. I mean, when we put out Death of Greeley Estates, that was like, in our minds, that was, we were done. You right, know? right. Um, Brandon had a baby on the way and was pretty much at the time thinking that he was done with the band. He still came back for a narrow road at Devil's Son, but right. um, a lot was changing around that time too. Um, and it's kind of funny. I, I really... I remember telling the guys on the last one, like, I think this is probably it. Narrow road is probably it. And, uh, but we never, we, we didn't ever want to fully close that door in, in case we, you know, wanted to revisit it. And, uh, you know, we've all just been focusing on new parts of our lives now, whether it's family or new careers. And, uh, I, I'd give the credit to Dave, our guitarist. He's, mm-hmm. He really pushed for this record. He kept sending songs and going like, Hey man, I think we could put something together, even if it's just like an EP or, or whatever and um i honestly you sent me songs and i was stoked on them but I, I had total writer's block i think i was oh like too too overwhelmed with grad school and family mm-hmm. and everything like that and it literally took me the first song you sent me was our the saints and sinners on the new record and love that track i think it took me like two or three months to get anything down for that song oh wow um, okay which is crazy so i'm i was thinking like maybe i'm maybe i just don't have it right now maybe it's just not the right time um interesting wow yeah so and he really pushed for it. So and I'm I'm really thankful for it because it was it was an awesome experience. It was we didn't live together on this record. It was the first record that we didn't all like kind of live together and write together. Oh, okay. Um, but it but it was a cool outlet. Like once a week we just get together and record or, or write together. And we took to get six songs done. It took us like a year and a half. It's crazy. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> just kind of shows our our schedule how crazy our schedule's been. So does the rest of the band live in Arizona as well? They do. Okay. Yeah. They're they're on like the on the opposite side of the valley from me, but um, Chris, our drummer, he's he does kind of several projects on the side and plays live, you know, with a bunch of bands locally. And like I said, Dave and Kyle have been really focused on Dead and been right. in and out of town. They've been touring quite a bit, so it, it's pretty amazing that we we're even able to put together this record. And, and Dave actually uh, produced the record, um, and uh, which is you know is pretty awesome to have that. Yeah. He's got his own studio. Oh, very nice. Um, so we could kind of take our time and, and do it as, as we had, you know, whenever we had some space in our schedule. And um, we just had a good time. Like, like I said, I think the, the thing that was really fun about this one, we didn't have any pressure. Right. Um, even a, the, the only pressure we really had was when last year when we said we were going to put out a record. That yes. We knew we had to actually do it, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. I remember that so. whole announcement and then nothing for like a yeah. year and a half. And, and everyone just going like, all right. Even when we said, "Hey, we gotta, we're gonna be putting it out this summer," a lot of people are saying, "Yeah, right." You know, you <laughs> said that last year. So, very true. Um, I guess that's just the way we do it. We've always been really bad with social media. Like our entire band is just terrible. Uh, even I remember our labels in the past telling us, "Like you guys are awful with social media." <laughs> 
Well, look, um, I but... hate social media. I completely understand. <laughs> nice. It really is the worst. Well, let me ask you this just on that whole note there. Now, did you get a chance to talk to Brandon at all and see if he would come back for this? Or is he at a completely different part of his life now? He is at a completely different part of his life right now. Um, there was like a little discussion around that. And um, it it really wasn't going to work. He's in California now ah. and just really, really focused on a new career now. But um, what's funny is I actually talked to him. He, he called me uh, maybe like three or four days ago and was letting me know what his thoughts on the new record. And um, he was real supportive of it, which was cool. I mean, we haven't lost our friendship or anything. It's just right. been busy, you know. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's really cool. And I can imagine this is the first thing he hasn't been involved in. Right. right. Um, so I, I can imagine it's I, I was curious about what he thought, too, just, to, you know be kind of weird to listen to like almost like your baby that you've you know and then all of a sudden it it's not you know it's not your your writing anymore so uh he was real supportive of it and we actually even kind of discussed maybe even getting you know getting everyone back together in the future to put out music because i think this process now would make sense for him right without the pressure of you know you have to tour and i don't i don't know if touring would ever be something that he'd be able to do again but we've We've played as a four piece for the last couple of years um, and Dave's like programmed all the tracks and everything. So that doesn't feel like empty without the fourth year, you know, the fifth person in there. And, right. Um, I feel like we kind of have that down as long as we're, you know, as long as it makes sense to get on the road here and there. So then so this would be actually, I mean, putting out calling all the hopeless and as well. This is literally just for the love of music then, because are you not even worried about how the sales go, like all that kind of stuff? Because a lot of bands now, obviously, touring is where they get their money. So if you don't plan on doing that for at least a little while, was this just for the love of music? Yeah, it really was. Um, I mean, we kind of even went into it saying like, hey, let's just do this for fun. Mm -hmm. Whether or not it's like closure for us and closure for, I mean, because we were thinking like it could be the last one. Um, But I think it's funny because I was just, talking to chris our drummer then i'm like who knows like maybe next year we only release one song or something like that like what's cool is you can do that now yeah right and you know and i i feel like our fans are kind of growing up with us too mm-hmm. i thought there'd be a lot more people like bitching about the ep thing you know and uh <laughs> really there hasn't been much i mean i feel like um i you know i was even thinking you know every time i die before low teens which is like i love that record it's a great i killed that record oh yeah um their last two EPs, you know, I remember thinking like, oh, you know, it would have been nice to have it longer, but like, I'm just stoked for new music, you know? Right. And I kind of felt like I, w- I was hoping our fans could be in that place too, where mm-hmm. they're just like, just happy to have something, some new music and not really focusing on like whether or not it's 12 songs or not. Right. And that's been the case, you know, I mean, we, we've really had some good support. Um, I mean, some people have said, oh, this is great. I wish there was more, but no one really like complaining about it. Um, and, and like, like you said, you know, we mentioned, New music was coming out a year and a half ago and didn't say anything again for a year and a half. So I, I think kind of put people in that place now to where they're going, oh, at least there's something. Right. Um, so I think that'll kind of be the future with for us, whether or not we put out a full length ever again. It could just be EPs or it might just be a song here and there. Oh, sure. Just for fun, you know. Right. And um, it's just fun for us to get together and write and 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 see what the response is, you know. Um, so yeah we just don't have that pressure anymore and the financial thing i mean it's great if if everyone supports it um it's kind of cool to see it number one on the metal charts for a few days there right um but whatever that becomes it definitely wasn't the driving force you know behind making you know the record 
I think that's always good to hear. And I think also going back to something you mentioned before with Brandon and possibly getting, you know, the quote unquote original group back or, you know, adding on people. Now it's so easy to go ahead and record your own parts, you know, wherever you're living. Yep. Yeah. Send it over. You guys go over it. You send it back. Bands do that all the time now. So that is definitely something that you guys could easily do. Yeah. And that's that's what we're thinking. Like even it'd be cool to have Brandon write a song, Dave write a song and just release like couple songs even if it's like with our schedule i can imagine like dead is going to be going hard on the road for a while oh and, yeah um, mm-hmm. uh, they've got a lot of stuff set up and um but it would be cool to continue to do that and i know dave still really wants to continue on with things whenever i've said oh this is probably my last thing he's always like no it's not you know <laughs> you've been saying that for years right um so so yeah i think we I, I feel like we still got it we're still enjoying it and still a good response so I'm thinking there'll be some more really stuff in the future. I don't know to what level, but uh, you know, we'll probably continue to do it as, as long as we're having a good time doing it. Yeah, that's really good to hear. And I think speaking as, you know, a fan from my perspective, and I think maybe it's even from yours, you know, with the music you like, you mentioned every time I die. When I hear a band do an EP, of course I always want more, but uh-huh. it's more about just getting a really good EP. You know, I think most of the time people complain when someone puts out or a band puts out an EP that has six tracks and two of them are filler and maybe Uh they're only like two okay songs. And I'm not, you know, kissing your ass here. This new EP is awesome and it's front to back. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Thank you. Right there. That's enough for me because I got awesome music. Yeah, I appreciate that. I We're really excited to have it out. And I I think... You know, even with us growing up and all that, I still feel like we're able to put out, you know, and and even from reading the response online, I I feel like it still feels like us. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, even if we're in a different place, even if I'm I'm in a different place than I was when Narrow Road came out, I'm not as pissed off as I was (laughs) at the time. You know, I'm not writing songs like Die right now. Sure. But there's still, it's this, the record lyrically like meant a lot to me. A lot of it has to do with, I wouldn't say it's a recovery album or anything, but a lot, you know, it's whatever I'm going through currently, like no rain. I, you know, I wrote that record while my mom was dying from cancer. Like that right. record actually came out the day of my mom's funeral It's like a crazy, you know, album cycle with that. And right. so you can kind of see that in the writing. It's the whole record's really dark and mm-hmm. uh, narrow road was, we were kind of coming to the end of like realizing that we probably weren't going to continue like touring uh, at least to that, that level at the time. And, there's kind of this this place of uncertainty what's next you know and i think i was going through a lot with that so that's definitely a darker record too but I, now i'm in a place where i've you know seen a lot of people um you know hurting like in the in the profession i'm, I'm doing now and so I, I think a lot of stuff and just trying to find hope in that and even doing my own work working through my own shit you know um i uh that that's really come out in the writing so it's not and that's what i you know you, you have these guys that they get married, they have kids, and all of a sudden their record's all happy, and you feel like they lost everything. And I didn't purposely try to avoid that, but I, that's something I, I think in the back of my mind I've never wanted. It's like, if I don't have anything to sing about, um, then I'm just not going to play music out, you know? So, um, And uh, I think, I, I feel like our fans appreciate the fact that we, we every record's something, something different. It'll be super heavy, and then the next one will be more melodic, and then it'll come back to heavy, and more, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so you just never know what you're going to get from us. Even like saints and sinners, 
I couldn't, we always thought that would be a cool, like final song. It the way it ends. Yes. Um, and it kind of takes you back to like early Greeley. It really did. Um, yep. And, uh, so we're saying like, who knows next year, maybe we'll just put out the heaviest thing we've ever done. I don't know <laughs> if we, if we do something else just to kind of throw people off. Uh, it's kind of fun to do that stuff too. I'll be looking forward to that. That's for sure. Well, look, you brought up something that I think about when I think about your band all the time is that complete almost switch that you made when you went from, you know, early screamo post hardcore emo to metalcore and then towards more the end towards those EPs, you kind of switch it around a little bit more. How did you go through that kind of thought process of that's the way you wanted your sound to be? You know, I think um, early, when we started the band, we were listening to like all that the early two thousand stuff, like the used Taking Back Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. Finch, and then also like the heavier stuff, like Norma Jean from Autumn the Ashes, the Blood, all that stuff. So there there's go. a lot of influences coming in. And um, you know, at the beginning, I don't feel like I really knew how to scream. I, I think I always wanted it to be heavier, but I, I still hadn't figured that out. Got the first couple records, mm-hmm. um, and I, I think that kind of really started started to kind of become my thing and go west where I, that's all I, I feel like i'm more known for that than the singing i still don't know how to sing at all <laughs> but i can i can definitely scream you know and i i so i, I felt more confident in that i think that had some of it to do i think even maybe the band was even going let's let's write heavier stuff just because you know ryan you know singing wise like that's that's not his forte so i don't know <laughs> that's never even like really been a discussion but i think we all it was almost the opposite of most bands because we progressively just got heavier each record um it was really funny because even early on when we after we released outside of this um pete wentz actually was talking he we were talking to him back in the day and he was wanting to manage us and want us to write uh more songs like uh through waiting and some of those early ones oh sure uh, yeah, yeah. Tear, tear my world apart mm-hmm. um i remember him being like you guys could be like the next story of the year and he was rad like he was super supportive but and he was one he was even talking about us coming on um I'm forgetting his label here oh shit. whatever yeah i don't even remember that <laughs> yeah the, the one that gym class is on and all that um ah, sure. blanking out but you know and then i remember him asking for more music and i don't know what if it was just us being younger and rebellious and kind of whatever <laughs> but i remember we sent him a uh, vampire squad ah and he, he was just like you idiot like this is like <laughs> the opposite of what i asked for you know right and we did warp tour with them like right after and we kind of had some conversations about that and we definitely went a different direction because we just kept getting heavier as yeah. it went, you know, and I don't know what it was, but that's, I think that's always Brandon and myself have always been into the heavier stuff too. And I think that's really what we pushed to write. And when Brandon became uh, the lead songwriter after Dallas had left, you know, coming in to go West, that's mm-hmm. when I, I really feel like we found our sound. Um, and that sound fit my voice better too, um, to just go in that, in that direction. So, uh, and then no rain, we got Chris, our drummer, you know, it's funny because some people still re- like talk about these guys like they're the new guys, but they've been in the band longer than anyone else. They've been in like eight years now. No, that's true. Uh, that is Chris, true. Chris, Kyle and David's really funny. But when, when Chris came into the band, um, he brought more of that. Like we knew we could really use him for like that metal element. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I think we just took advantage of that when no rain, when we started for no rain, because uh, we knew he could he could hang in there. So you mentioned your influences, which was a great list, by the way of kind of the earlier albums so then when you made that switch to the heavier and you know fitting your voice better everything like that what were some of your influences for that um i'm trying to think around that time i mean around no rain 
I mean, we we were out on the on tour with like the Chariot and mm-hmm. August Burns Red, you know, all throughout um, the Go West time. I remember Jake really helped me with my voice a lot from from ABR. Oh yeah, on that tour, yeah, he definitely helped me a lot with, with screaming and stuff like that. And um, so I guess we were listening to like ABR a bunch, and we were Black Dolly, and I'm I'm trying to remember around that time. It's kind of all those all those influences, you know, coming in and and uh. Brandon listened to like a lot of hip hop too, and I think he, he used that quite a bit in with like breakdowns and stuff. Ah, sure. Um, so I don't know. That's it's always been fun because we all listen to such drastically different things. Dave always listens like John Mayer and that <laughs> kind of stuff, and Chris is more R and B, and I've always been a mix of you know indie and, and metal, and so yeah, it's it's fun. We never really know what we're gonna put together. I don't feel like we have too many records that feel like they're kind of always all over the place. Yes. And I think, that, right. I think you know, our, our fans seem to appreciate that, too. They don't really know what they're going to get. Right. Yeah. On each record. So <laughs> Absolutely. I think, you know, especially coming into this new EP, I had no idea how you guys were going to sound. I don't think anyone really did. But when it came yeah. out, it still had that Greeley Estates feeling. Yeah. And I think everyone was asking us, like, what? So what is it? Is it like going to be more like no rain or go west? That's kind of always the question, you know. Right. And, I, and I was like, it just sounds like Greeley Estates in 2007. I mean, I don't know what else to say, you know. But it, I have heard that quite a bit. That songs like um, "Calling Out the Hopeless" and "Saints and Sinners" feel like they could have been in our catalog, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, which I think is cool because um, we weren't really going for that. Um, this is the first record that we didn't write a ton of songs for either. Okay. A lot of it had to do with just Dave is so busy writing for Dad, so um, we kind of just would write a song and you know put it together and record it, and then you know I, it wasn't like this long list of songs um, to choose from. So, but they, they kind of just turned out it it turned out cool because I think each song kind of has its own personality, um, and yeah, it was it was it was a fun recording process. Uh, I actually was in we we did a little different format. I was actually in the same room with Dave. Um, literally standing right next to him, so like he could like punch me in the leg if he didn't, you know. Like, and we just kind of chilled, had beers, and you know, lay down tracks. It was super laid back, probably the most fun I've ever had recording. Um, which kind of I think makes me want to do some more in the future with with, with him. And um, but whether or not we do a record or just a song here or there, I, I think we had such a good time. I know Chris said the same thing about the drums, mm-hmm. um, just because there was no pressure. Right. Um, right. So yeah, we'll see what the future holds, but I'm glad there's a good, just a good reaction to this record and some good feedback. Glad people are enjoying it. So with the no pressure thing, that also affected lyrics, correct? So how did you go about writing your lyrics for this one? It's kind of nice to have more time mm-hmm. and just, I don't know, in the past, I, I feel like we're cramming, you know, that it's always like, oh, we got a record, we got to figure this out. So sometimes I do more like the you know, almost like create like a story in my mind that okay. maybe wasn't even relevant to me. Um, watch lots of movies and ah. stuff like that. And so that's where stuff like Blue Morning and a lot of stuff from Go West Young Man and, you know, really had more of that like story element to it. Um, this record, I, I feel like everything was was more personal, whether it was directly with me or things I'd seen in, in friends or in, in my work and whatnot. Um, so each song definitely has like a, a personal connection to me too so um that, that's nice and i think that this record as a whole has is a little bit more focused lyrically okay um 
So and and I, not not as dark. I mean, there's a lot more hope in the <laughs> lyrics than than there has been for in a while. So that's very true. No, that's absolutely true. Well, you brought up a very interesting thing to me. You brought up movies and how it's affected your writing in the past. Uh-huh. Do you have any specifics that you can definitely pinpoint to different albums that you've done? There was, I'm trying to think. I know there was definitely, um, I mean, on uh, on No Rain, I'm trying to remember what's it called, They Won't Stay Dead. That that song is all directly off of um, Night of Living Dead. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of like horror movie kind of elements in that in that record. Um, I'm trying to remember what else. I think I would just kind of whether or not it was like a certain movie, I would almost just create like a story in my head and write if I didn't have inspiration from something in my personal life. Because um, especially when you have like I, I was just thinking about this the other day when I was looking at the records. I think mm-hmm. we did we had a record come out in 2008 2009 2010 2012 2013 so there's like it was almost almost every year there you know yeah, pretty much yeah um and then i think 2006 was before you know so i mean they were just there wasn't much time in between especially when you're touring 10 months out of the year very true and then you're, you're trying to get like write 20 songs or whatever for a record um i'm like losing you know things to write about at the time right so um this record, I had more time to really think, and and also I have like a lot of new experiences with like my work and what I'm dealing with now too, and uh, so I felt like a lot more was kind of coming up for me uh, on this record. That makes total sense. Yeah, I find it very interesting you talking about creating a story around a song, but correct me if I'm wrong, but you never made like a full concept album, right? No, we didn't. I always thought that'd be fun. Yeah. That it seems like, especially if you're creating a storyline behind one song or, you know, and you're going after that, it seems like that would be a natural progression for you if you wanted to. Because concept albums, especially for this type of band, work very well. Yeah, that would be fun. It would definitely be a lot of work. Yes, that's true. <laughs> but, uh, but that would be fun. I mean, I'd be open to that sometime in the future. If, just kind of see how that goes, you know? Yeah. No, I'd be a huge fan of that. So I did want to ask you about the horror movies as well do you still uh-huh. continue to enjoy horror movies or have your taste changed you know since you've got daughters and since your life has kind of changed a little bit does that also <laughs> affect the genres of movies that you watch yeah it's it's funny i definitely don't I, I think it's just like the lack of time honestly i still do enjoy them i'm trying to even think of like the last one i've watched though um it's which is kind of funny <laughs> there it's definitely the lack of time yeah because you know now working during the day and then coming home and you know i mean i just feel like i literally by the time i do have time for anything i'm like don't even make it through a full movie anymore you know i'm getting old (laughs) but uh but yeah i I mean i still definitely enjoy them if anything good comes out i'll definitely you know i I, i'll make my way to it um but not to the level like when i was you know when i before kids or when when you're on the road i was like when you're traveling i'm in my bunk you know always watching movies and stuff like that so it's a very different time yeah, so um, not to the point where they're affecting your music. Yeah, yeah, not at all. Um, I, the, I, they definitely didn't play any role in this in this new record, but I'm still, I'm still a fan for sure. But it's funny, you do really have to watch what you. I mean, now with little kids, my daughters are like the most sensitive things. Like little, like Disney movies scare them half the time. Like the villain oh, really? there, so oh, okay. it's very different. Yeah, so I'm careful what I what I watch at home for sure now. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes total sense. <laughs> I want to go back to when you're talking about vocals because, you know, you talk about bands that influence you, you know, and your writing and everything that you're doing. Obviously, you were a huge influence for me. So 
it's very cool for me to talk to you about your voice because I'm big on vocals and you're one of the best vocalists, in my opinion, for shaping what I end up liking today. Oh, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Even with you saying like, oh, you can't sing, that kind of thing. I specifically think about your voice when I think about post-hardcore metalcore. I appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, man. My question to you, though, is so did you do any training for your voice? Like you were talking about, you know, speaking with August Burns Red, probably I'm assuming about, you know, not blowing out your voice on tour, stuff like that. What did you do in your career to keep your voice going? Um, I think, yeah, something that yesterday was kind of funny because, I, you know, when I started, I just literally had no experience with anything musically. And I, I remember I would, like blow out my voice every local show. Half the time I'd be thrown up on stage. Oh. Um, <laughs> just because I really didn't know what to do with it. And uh, I think just, yeah, that practice, you know, being out on the road and Mm -hmm. being forced to kind of take care of it. And your voice just gets to a place where you find that pocket, especially with screaming. Yeah. Um, But asking people for like advice. I remember um, Keith from every time I die, I I asked him on our first warp tour, you know, how he takes care of his voice. And he's like, just do a little talking in the morning and you know, that's a good warm up, and don't overthink it. You know, I think a lot of it, for for me, a lot of stuff was always in my head. Um, I, you know, when I was younger, I always kind of had not social anxiety, but to a point, like, um, the public speaking thing was always my biggest nightmare, like, especially in high school, like, doing speeches and stuff like that. Right. I was, like, literally terrified. I wouldn't sleep the night before. Oh, geez. So my, my parents always thought it was funny that now you're, you know, playing shows or in front of thousands of people, you know? And Right. Um, it's very different though when you when you're up there on stage, almost in character, you know, mm, right. or definitely in character, and you got other people on stage and you're yelling at people for or anything. Um, but I never really had. I I did when we were on Warner Brothers, they did send me over to this vocal coach for singing lessons. I can't remember his name. I know he did all the like American Idol contestants and oh really, <laughs> he did like a bunch of different rock rock stars and stuff like that. I think. Billy Joe from Green Day and stuff like that. He, so he's telling me all these, he was trying to give me all these tricks, but I don't think I really ever figured anything out with him. Gotcha. Um, I definitely used that Melissa Cross, um, Zen uh, of Screaming yep. DVD quite a bit. Very familiar. Uh, especially like the, the warm ups. Mm-hmm. Not really with the screaming stuff, but more just the warm ups helped me out. Um, oh, sure. But for the most part, I think that's, that, that's why I, I sound a little bit, um, I'd say like a little bit unique. Because I never really figured out how to do it in the right way, and I just kind of <laughs> got stuck in that in, in that element and um, never really shaped it. I realized it was kind of a funny story. I really kind of patted my my scream off of um, oh, what it was a Thursday EP. I'm oh. trying to remember which one it was. Um, Interesting. I'm totally blanking. Um, which one it was right now? I'd have to look it up, but there's, there's a song five stories falling. Yep. That's the one. Awesome. There we go. And and there's like that. I can't remember. I'm blanking on even the name of the song, like the heaviest song on that album just has some super gnarly screams on it. And I actually, when, when we were early on, I really kind of like focused on that scream. Okay. Trying to get that down. And I always thought it was Jeff. And then we did warp tour with them. And I, I told him, you know, being awesome to us and super encouraging and stuff like that. And I told him that I really like, worked on that scream to try you know off off his record to kind of like make my own scream mm-hmm. and i found out that it's uh gerard from uh my Chem- my chemical romance oh, yeah, that yeah. was actually screaming but uh, i never knew like I, I really like someone that's not really known for screaming yeah you know i i actually kind of 
like worked on my scream essentially off off what I what I heard on that record. So oh wow, it's really okay. funny. Yeah. yeah, that's really interesting. So in this four years absence, you know, this hiatus that you went on, and it took you know a year and a half, you said, to make this EP. Did anything, you know, like fall off voice wise where you were like, oh, man, I don't even know if I can do this anymore. I think I I think I did have that, like, almost wonder. I mean, because we we took almost two years before we did any shows. Mm -hmm. Um, We did one show in Phoenix last year and one in L.A. And like so it was a long time off. Uh, What was funny, though, is I honestly I felt better in the studio on this record than I ever have. And I think that just goes back. I mean, I've never. I'm not encouraging anyone to drink or anything, but I've never like drank beer in the studio. Okay. And I think like, um, I've always like been there with like my tea or my, you know, what it water or whatever. And, uh, on this record, we just tried to be like super chill and we just like crack a beer open and go in there to like record. And I think I just had, there was not, you know, there's nothing in my head. Like I wasn't, you know, overthinking it. And I was just kind of like hanging out with friends Mm -hmm. and there wasn't the pressure, you know, from a label or anything like that um to where i felt great in the studio i mean the first song we did in there was vacancy yeah and um we actually just kind of laid it down as like a scratch track um and in in one night just and and that's something we talked about early on that dave wasn't going to have me do a bunch of takes mm-hmm. we're just going to do a take if it's on a good move on and not overthink it okay because in the past we always have right and I, that that process made it fun for me too because he'd be like cool that was cool are you cool with that i'm like yeah he'd be like me too let's move on nice. and then it really made it like fun uh, and a little bit more raw and that, so that we laid that, that one down as a scratch track the first night in the studio. Um, and we're, we, the rest of the record we recorded on different microphones and we, we always had this plan of going back and redoing that. Mm-hmm. And when we were done with the other songs, we listened to her like, Hey, it sounds different. It sounds a little bit more raw, but who cares? Let's just leave it. Like why create it? So why, why we create it if it, you know, if it's, we were into it. So, it, that was kind of a, a fun element too, but I I feel like um, just the I, I realize now how much you know head games you know, I, I played with myself over the years when I just kind of get caught up on if I could if my voice is working or not that day when really it was just kind of in my head you know right. and and this record was proof of that just because I didn't put any pressure on myself I just had a good time and um, it, it really came pretty easy in the studio so and a lot of that credit goes to Dave too because he kind of made an atmosphere that was just like. Hey, it's just bros chilling. Let's just have fun with this. Who cares when it comes out? You know right, what I mean? Right. And actually, yeah, that sounds like a good way to do it. I mean, look, I don't know what it is, but when I'm doing, you know, this interview show, I like to have a beer open as well because for some reason I actually feel like it affects my voice. And I don't know what it is, but if I have <laughs> just water, it's not the same thing. Yeah, I think some of it's just it's it keeps you chill. You yeah. know, obviously I was if I was in there pounding beers, I'd probably sound awful on the record, you know. <laughs> right. Um but there was, I mean, that was, uh, whether or not that's something I do in the future, I, a lot of it had to do with just like the atmosphere and, and, and just kind of being, having a good time with it. But right. some of that, having a beer with your friends is just part, it, it cre- recreates a different atmosphere that you don't normally have in the studio either. So, yeah, it really seems based on your stories that a lot of your feelings and how you're, you know, taking everything in stride is because of that whole no pressure thing. So my question uh-huh. to you then is, with your new career, with family and everything, did the pressure from the band move over to them? Like, are you really bad at test taking? You know, are you still <laughs> not that great at public speaking? Like, did that pressure translate anywhere or did it actually dissipate? You know, I think 
I definitely feel like in the last few years I kind of grieved the band because it was that's like all I knew that was my identity right um and I uh I mean since I I left school or I left home and came out to go to school in Arizona and started the band that's like all that was my whole life Mm -hmm. and um I guess yeah I I don't know if it really transferred over to the family I think I just through this process of grad school and kind of doing you know in order to kind of do the work I'm doing now um, you kind of have to do your own work, right? <laughs> you know, you're going to be an awful therapist if, if you're not doing, um, like really looking into your, your own issues and, mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. And so that's kind of helped me, um, work through some of that stuff. I mean, I still do struggle with anxiety at times and even, um, public speaking. I, now I, I'm at a place where I actually like lecture and I never thought I'd ever do that. Oh, you know? wow. Okay. Um, it's, so it's a, a real different, um, thing that I would ever expected, but it's, it's a cool, like new challenge too. And I, I realize I have a long way to go still, but, um, it's cool. I even incorporate music in my, in my sessions with my patients and stuff like that. And, um, not Greeley music. I don't, <laughs> I don't let them know who I, about that, but I, I was going to ask. Yeah. Still, I, I play some hardcore and, um, and stuff like that with, with patients in my office and stuff like that. So I, it's, it's fun to see how that, you know, even my history in that, how that can kind of like work in this capacity too. So, but I don't really know if I've kind of brought that over. I think I've just been more aware of it um, and, and kind of been working on that stuff. And, and even some of the, rec- some of the songs on the record, like, um, like wide awake, especially is, it is deals with kind of where, where I was and what I've kind of been going through over mm-hmm. the last couple of years. And um, just being more aware of um, just where I'm at, you know, right. and, and things I need to work through. Um, and I think, just having kids changes everything too. Ah, sure. Um, for me. So that's my life is like thrown upside down, you know, with, with having daughters. And, um, so I've been in a different headspace since that happened too. Yeah. Anyway, so you're kind of forced to grow up. Um, and you realize how, for me, I realized how selfish I was when my daughter was born and, um, it kind of, I, I hope it changed me for the better. <laughs> oh, sure. Well, let me ask you about the music therapy that you were just talking about. Do you find that that actually works pretty well for your patients? Yeah, it depends. I mean, if somebody's, um, I mean, for some of them, you know, it, it's a residential program. So they go, they go there for a month and a half. Okay. And some of them just miss having their music, you know, that's something they don't have when they're there. Oh, okay. so I, I have, I have found that that's like, you know, um, can be really helpful. I know that's for me, that's like a huge thing. Yeah. Um, music's definitely like something that gets me through the tough times. So, um, so it's been kind of fun to, you know, blast and whatever, you know, every time I die or bear tooth or whatever, the, whatever the patient's like wanting to hear. Um, oh, okay. I, I found that it's been, it's been helpful for sure. Oh, very nice. Yeah. There was, and I don't know if you know this or not, but I know there was a study done a while back saying that when children or young adults, when they're growing up, if they listen to more metal, hardcore, like heavier music, that it actually helps with adaptability of like real world situations. And I thought, oh, wow. yeah, I thought that was always really interesting because to me it made total sense. You know, my parents used to always get on me for, you know, listening to quote unquote depressing music. And for me, it actually made me realize that that's the way the world can be. So you just have uh-huh. to live with it. You know, if you're listening to pop music, it's all sugar and bubble gum and shit like that. You know, that's not really what life is. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I, I never heard that study. I'll have to look into that. But I, I agree. Like I I think that this kind of music has a lot more honesty 
and whether or not like it's a pissed off emotion in a song or mm -hmm. whatever or just some, a song that's supposed to motivate someone at least i mean what's important is that people are able to express their emotions i mean and right. people that stuff their emotions it's super unhealthy and i and i think this music provides like an opportunity for people especially you know it shows to really like let it out and and be part of like a community that's open and um I, I don't know. I think it's like a beautiful thing. A lot of people, you know, on the outside don't understand and they just feel like it's hateful or right. violent or whatever, but realize, you know, the message. Um, and I think even with patients too, I talk, you know, there's you struggle with like negative self-talk and then, you know, ne needing to like work on affirming yourself, like affirmations. And I think music can be just like that too. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you, if you just like listen to negative shit all day, that's probably going to like, it might it might might put you in that space you know um but there's a good mix i mean there's a lot of band, like august burns red and you know um i'm trying to even think there's so many good bands out there that oh, have yeah. like a really good message you know what i mean um very true i think bear tooth has a really good find, definitely and they've got a lot of stuff kind of going along with like recovery and whatnot too that i i've tried to kind of use that in that in my new uh in my new profession too oh yeah so oh i could definitely see that for sure yeah, that's really, I mean, look, that's really interesting. You brought up also going to shows, and I know you're extremely busy with everything that you do. Do you get to go out anymore and go see a live show at all, check the scene that's in uh, Arizona? I try to, especially when friends are coming through town. Mm -hmm. I haven't really like been to a show and watched the show for a while, Okay, uh, which is something I need to do. Um, I don't. I haven't even been to a show that I've watched this year yet, which is kind of depressing. Oh um, wow! Okay. <laughs> I saw brand new in uh, Circus Survive last year, which was awesome. But um, that's great. This year, it's just been more or less like stop by and say what's up to old homies or whatever. You know, um, I I missed Warp Tour for the first time this this year too. Oh wow! Just with the new job and all that. Yeah. A lot of changes. Yeah. The the Arizona Warp Tour is pretty miserable though too. Like the heat <laughs> is true. just ridiculous. So it's not a terrible thing to miss. Yeah. Did um, it get postponed or something? I don't even know. Oh, okay. I, I could have sworn. I'm definitely not. Yeah, I could have sworn they pushed it off by like four hours or something because it was like way too hot. Crazy. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, it's it's brutal out here. You talk about, you know, old friends coming through and everything. Do you have a favorite, you know, Arizona-based band? Because obviously you have Bless the Fall, I Set to Kill. Like, is there someone that you really connected with? Yeah, um, there's quite a few of them. I We some of our best tour memories we used to like when early on we went out with um like we do these co-headlining tours with a change of pace oh yeah uh, yep. it's bad out here so we've even though we're very different um you know they're a lot more pop right uh we've always been close friends with them and some of our, like our fondest tour memories i think we did like three tours with them our I first remember couple tours yeah. were like scary kids and change oh. pace and just like all arizona bands i miss those um, tours so much yeah they're a lot of fun um the Bless the Fall dudes, we've known them for years. They're great. Right. Done some good tours with them. And um, and even the band that kind of merged into uh, what Dead is now between the Greeley members and uh, is this other band, The Cover Up. Yeah, yeah. Are like old homies of ours. And um, it's really cool to see them get this opportunity now that I think they're going to be a massive band. You know, they've, they their record's great. Um, it's, I think it comes out in like a week or something like oh, that. Oh, awesome. um, And So um, I'm... I'm looking for them to definitely really take off. They've got a lot of support behind them and radio play and whatnot. So, um, so yeah, it's, it was a really, it was an awesome scene. We kind of were in the scene right at the perfect time when it was blowing up out here. Yeah. And just an awesome community where, you know, I always say this, but I thought it was such an amazing thing because you could have bands like a change of pace, um, 
and then like a band like Lydia and then a band like Job for a Cowboy and then Us and Blessed Fall, they they could all be on the same show. Right. And, you know, people wouldn't walk out and and leave when there was, you know, a lighter band or a heavier band around. It it was just there to kind of support local music. It was was like a really exciting time. And I give a lot of the credit for even, you know, what we were able to start doing and and get on the road and everything to that that scene that really supported us. it, it was really early 2000s were really great in Arizona. Oh, yeah. And I think that's kind of coming back a little bit, at least from what I've been seeing recently, where you're starting to get a whole bunch of bands that aren't necessarily the same genre, getting them together uh-huh. and going out on tour, where for a while there, it was like, okay, let's just put every metalcore band on a lineup and then go out. Now they're kind of switching things up a bit. Nice. I haven't seen that. I'm pretty out of touch, but that's exciting to hear. I mean, that's what it should be. That makes it a lot more interesting and, uh, I mean, turns people on to new, new music, which is awesome. No, very true. Now, let me ask you, I'm going to ask you a, a weirder question. I don't think I've ever been able to ask anyone this before, but right. you worked with Alex Torres in the past. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, he was in the band for, I think, three records. You would know better than He did Go West. <laughs> yeah. He did Go West. He did uh, No Rain and The Death Of, really. Oh, he did Death so Of he, as well. Okay. Yes. He was in, I think, was he four years, three years, four years? I think four years. Yeah. I guess my question to you for that, and I know I'm I'm asking you to speak for someone that I'm not actually speaking with, but I always enjoyed his guitar work, and he's been in four of my favorite bands. You know, you've got Greeley Estates, you've got I Set to Kill, Alisana, and Dead Rabbits. Uh-huh. What was he like as a person where he would continue to go on? It was like he was a gunslinger, where he was never part of one band for an entirety. It was always like a hired gun kind of thing. Well, he definitely was like a full-on member in our band. Um, and, you know, even at the time when he decided to uh, start touring Alisana, it w- there wasn't like bad blood around it. Right. He just um, was excited to write with them. And um, he had, you know, spent four years with us, done three records. And he came on as like a fan because he had been, you know, I remember him in the crowds back in the day. Oh, very um, cool. Before he, he was just a young kid when he came on with us. And uh, so... I don't know. I, I think later on, a- after us, maybe he was more of like a. He kind of jumped around and toured with a bunch of bands. I know he toured with Blessed of Fall too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. So, and I think that was kind of towards the end of when he was kind of, you know, starting a family and whatnot too, and just kind of taking, taking different gigs for, you know, to for pay or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, he really enjoyed touring, but um, yeah, I never really felt like that. Like he was just hired on with us. I mean, he was a full-on member. Um, oh, good. We okay. really had a, we had a good time. Yeah, it was great. Oh, that's good to hear. Okay, yeah. It just seems like when you look at his discography and when you know I've seen him live with all these different bands before, it just seemed like that was kind of what he was doing, and I never understood. But that's awesome yeah. to hear. Then okay. No, I think I think that was maybe the case a little bit later, but I've I've seen him. I still keep in touch with him. He's doing great. Oh, good. He's okay. got a new career now and everything. But yeah, that could he can definitely shred. Yeah. Um, I really love what he can do. And it's funny. We actually were talking last week. Like, it'd be even fun to like do some stuff with him again in the future. Just see what what we can come up with with old members too. It'd be kind of fun because there's not really any rules, you know, right. anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you've got this whole no pressure thing down. I think this is sounding great. <laughs> Well, I think that I have got all of my questions done. Wow. I'm actually, I'm pretty surprised that I was able to get through all that. That's awesome. (laughs) One of the reasons why, and I know hopefully you can take a compliment. uh, One of the reasons why I started this show in the first place was to talk to the people that shaped my musical taste. 
and you are one of those people. So it's just really, really great to be able to have you on the show. I appreciate that, man. I definitely enjoyed it. It was, it was an awesome conversation. No, very cool, man. And look, I will have links in the description. I know you're not a huge social media person, but I will have links so that people can follow you and then also pick up the EP. But right now, you know, without touring, without anything, what's the best way for people to support you and the band? I think just spreading the word about the new EP. Um, obviously, it helps to, to, you know, pick up a record. Um, we are going to actually have physical copies and some new uh, merch, like new shirts coming out here probably in the, in the next month or two. Oh, great. Um, okay. So, but yeah, just checking out iTunes or wherever, even just streaming, it still helps us out, you know, um, spreading the word. Cause right now we don't really have, um, the same kind of campaign behind us or anything like that, you know, so it's kind of word of mouth right now. Um, that's the best thing we can do. Yeah. We, we appreciate the support. Do you still enjoy, you know, not having a label behind you? Yeah. I think right now it just doesn't really make a whole lot of sense for us. Right. Um, to have one if we were touring i think it'd be different maybe not i don't know um but right now it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for us to you know share the profit with anyone else especially when we're funding our own like record and whatnot right um and, and not not being on the road so um i think this will probably be what we continue to do in the future just kind of putting records out on our own yeah no it makes total sense well ryan once again Thank you so much for being on the show. I love hearing that you're in such a great place and you just put out great music as well. So it's all working for you. Appreciate it, man.
All right, I am back. And the track you just heard was called Die, and that was off the Narrow Road EP. I thought that was a good choice because it was specifically brought up in the conversation with Ryan. I really enjoyed that. I hope you did too. I'd like to thank Ryan once again for coming on the show. I'd also like to thank Jameson for helping me set all of this up. Just like what Ryan said, make sure to spread the word about the new EP, Calling All the Hopeless. I will have links in the description of the episode. And as soon as I find out about merchandise or anything like that, I will make sure to let everyone know as well. I love having great bands on the show, so make sure you support them. Also, if you enjoyed what you heard, you can support Ian Hates Music and Ian Hates Conversations by following the other links in the description of the episode. Not only do I do Ian Hates Conversations with great bands like Greeley Estates, but there's also the weekly Ian Hates Music show where my co-host Jackson and I talk about all the scene news, new songs, album reviews, comedy, whatever we want to do, whatever we want to talk about. I am going to leave you with one more track from the new EP, Calling All the Hopeless. Once again, it is a great EP. Make sure you pick it up. Make sure you support Greeley Estates. And the final song for today is Saints and Sinners. And I will leave you the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. Those who feel forgotten, the invisible abandoned child, you're worth more, worth more than you'll ever know.